Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. Good morning and welcome back to Reasons to Dump You. Episode 20, Season 2, last of the series and it's my choice. Life couldn't get much better. Life couldn't get much it couldn't. better. It couldn't. I mean, it could. Well, okay, yeah, it could. It I could. Mean, There's a lot going on at the moment, Brian. Admittedly, we're rolling into our third Prime Minister in three months. <laughs> Things seem to be going down the pan financially, but <laughs> apart from that, But we're, we're still here. here. We are we here. We are still here. And we are entertaining the planet, the ones of people that tune in every month, week, exactly. day, however often. Our relationship is still intact. It's thriving, I'd say. Well, I was going to say hanging by a thread, well, but we'll go with thriving, that's fine. All a matter of perception. <laughs> it's fine. What have you brought to the table, Brian? Wow. I. Do you know what? I thought, let's end on a high. This morning, I was trawling through my phone, which is traditional um, in the mornings for some reason. It's become a lovely little habit of mine. It's those Insta reels, isn't it? You're absolutely hooked. Yeah, I am. But today I thought, I'll look at something else for a change. And it completely threw my original choice. But I'm going to keep it in the old locker for later. In your old back catalogue. I am, I am. But this one seemed very apt. So this is what we're doing. Don't oh, worry, it's not God. a political oh, drama. Thank God for don't that. worry. I don't, don't think worry, I can handle worry. it. I think I need something kind of light and frothy. Well, let's see. Let's see what I've brought to the table, shall okay. we? Before we get all light and frothy and upset. Mm, mm, mm. So, do you want your three clues? Yes, please. Okay, clue one. Released in 1984, this family film went on to make $295 million at the box office. Oh, I don't know, but I'm, I'm already feeling a bit upbeat about it. I know, I thought you would. 84. Ah. Go on. Go on. Clue two. This film was apparently the highest grossing comedy of all time until Home Alone in 1990. Highest grossing comedy. Apparently so. I don't think it's this, but I'm going to say Uncle Buck. No, but good shout. Yeah, I like that. That's quite a good guess. Yeah, isn't that it? was a good yeah. one. Um, this is the third and final clue. The Ray Parker Jr. theme tune went on to be an international smash hit and was even nominated for an Oscar. I know. Go on. Well, who you gonna call? I don't are know. we watching Ghostbusters? Yes, we are. It's Halloween week. There's going to be ghosties and ghoulies and fun of plenty because we're going back to the eighties when things were safe. I don't think Sorry, I've, I've ever fully seen again. Ghostbusters. What? I don't think so. Are you kidding? I don't think so. Oh my God, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Currently, Ghostbusters, and it would appear the follow-ups, are all on Prime for free. Oh, so that basically you've spent the morning just trawling Prime. Yeah, basically. And my God, there's some good stuff on there, and I'm not advertising for them. We are not sponsored <laughs> by them in any way. There's great things on <laughs> Netflix, I nearly said, but there really is. <laughs> Um, there's there great is, there's those there. Japanese children going on errands. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't cool. want to watch that? Yeah, old enough. Oh, so cute. Um, right, so we're going to go and watch Ghostbusters. Then we're going to come back all hepped up. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. You'll be scared at times, I think. And then we'll come back and we'll talk a bit. Sounds good. Let's do it. Nice. See you in five, four, three.
Luxury. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Louder. Busting makes me feel good. Whoa. We have watched The Busters of Ghosts. That's the best bit of the whole film, that song. That's not to say I didn't enjoy the film yeah, whilst exactly. you shoot me daggers across the table. Exactly. Calm down. Um, I will just clarify at the top of this podcast. Go on. Uh, no, I've never seen this whole film before. I've only ah. I've only ever seen little snippets of it. And why was that? Did your mum think it was ungodly? Yeah, exactly. We ah. wouldn't we wouldn't allow uh, demonic films like this in the house. No, I think um, it just wasn't one of those ones that made it through as a kid. I don't no. know why, really. Well, it was made in the eighties, so a bit late for you. Oh, hardy, so, hardy, ha. Um, anyone who knows Sinead knows she was raised in the early seventies, and that seems to be her tr- milieu. Not true. I just have a lot of historical knowledge. That's all. So, Sinead. Yes, Brian. Let me start. With the synopsis for this film. Excellent. I'm glad you've come prepared this week. Oh, I always do. Obviously. How do you? <laughs> no last minute scramble, no. But what I thoroughly enjoy about this particular synopsis is, well, you really Yeah, work yeah, it out for don't, yourself. don't lead into it. It's from IMDb, mm-hmm. the Internet Movie Database. Well, I've heard of dot it. Com. If you haven't heard of it, <laughs> IMDb.com. You have to go online for that. Yes, you do, on the Tintra web. All right. It's www. Internet.com. Internet.com, that's the one. So, here we go. Three parapsychologists forced out of their university funding set up shop as a unique ghost removal service in New York City, attracting frightened yet sceptical customers. Love it, ghost removal service. I know. (laughs) And they get frightened and sceptical customers. I mean, who the hell wrote that? Have you even seen the film? <laughs> I just like the idea of ghost removal being a business. I know. We can uh, ghost they're, removal. They're busting these ghosts. Well, they've literally, they've got somebody who works for a pest removal company, haven't they? Yeah, basically. We'll just Ridiculous. Uh, adapt, adapt that synopsis. Okay, well, I've got some thoughts on this film. Okay. Um, and I will Thoughts be, of our own? Reasons to dump you one? I will be talking about Great lines. Okay. Expectation versus reality. Okay. Life parallels. And I'll have a few little questions to throw in as well. Wow. All Mm. right. Well, that sounds good. Do you want to talk about that first? No, no. You must tell me. (laughs) I know. Why you brought this film to the table and why you think this is such a great film. I agree. But I thought you'd gone a little bit off format then, but that's all right. No, no, no. Never off format, darling. It's called dialogue. You know, a little bit back, a little bit forward, a little bit of. Oh, nice. So. The reasons I picked this film, the reasons that I love this film. One, the start of the film. Ah, I can I agree with you on that? Yeah. Best opening scene ever I've written down. I mean, my God. It's in a friggin' library for a start. In a library. The ultimate librarian. I mean, that film is solely responsible for how people view all librarians, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. It's not a bad thing. She is a classic librarian. Oh, yeah. She is, totally. The ghost at the beginning, very good. Yes, very yeah, good, actually. Like yeah, that. probably... One of the, the better best. ones in the yeah. film, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just gets on with it. Bang, you don't even really see when the ghost attacks the old lady. You just see flashes of light. She screams and goes, ghost, bastards, diddly, diddly. I cheered. Yeah. I actually <laughs> cheered. I was a kid again. I loved it. I want to see him fight ghosts. It was a little bit of a downward curve from there. But I cheered. What a great start to a film. I actually completely agree with you. I think that was a cracking opening. I mean, Amazing. obviously, you know... 
I have a penchant for a library. But yeah. we, we had it all. We even had card catalogues and, oh, and, and cards flying out Absolutely of them. Absolutely amazing. Couldn't have been any better. So that was my first reason. After that, Rick Moranis. I love really? Rick Moranis. You didn't like him in this I film. I liked him, but I mean, <laughs> oh God, he's already scribbling notes. What do you mean, notes. but I mean? Well, the next point to go to is Rick Moranis. Yeah, he was fucking brilliant in what this. What about Dan Aykroyd? Are you, are you winding me up? I really like Dan Aykroyd in this. I thought you he was really good. You really like Dan Aykroyd yeah, in this? Yeah, he was really good. Okay. Oh, God, you've no... Oh, God, no character appreciation. Oh, my so, God. So, Rick Moranis... You're not going to have enough room on that little I know I'm not. This is going to get ugly. <laughs> Rick Moranis, when he first comes out in his velour tracksuit... <laughs> oh, yeah, they're slightly too mask, short, yeah. And he's trying to chat her up and like, you should come over, huh? His hair slicked out. I mean, everything about him is brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. brilliant. The fact that when he's holding his party, he walks around going... You know, that's why I invited uh, people I work with rather than friends so I can write this off. And he tells them that. Apparently, when I was doing some research for this, um, that scene where he's yeah. having the party and he's walking through, yeah. um, apparently that was... Well, it was all done in one shot, which I didn't notice at the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was improvised as well. So apparently he, said a lot of it so was yeah, I think so, it? yeah. But yeah, his little patter of... And he's sort of explaining the food and how much it costs yeah. per kilo and everything. I know, he amazing. was No, he was very, very good. Let me just, you know, I don't want Thank to give you. you the wrong impression. I just... He wouldn't have been my first pick to uh, jump to. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he was. Absolutely brilliant. Um, then there was the fact that it's got that three friends thing going on. It was a big thing in the 80s, 90s, this yeah. three friends format. Yeah, that go against so sort of it all like a trio heading it off work. to it, yeah. yeah. These three are Three Men and a Baby 3. Oh. They're exactly oh. the same characters. Now, that's that's a parallel I did not think of. No, because you've I, got... What do you mean? They're not the same exact characters. Oh, they are. Okay, Bill so... Murray's basically playing Steve Gutenberg. Pain in the ass won't stop fucking talking. Yeah, you heard me. Dan Aykroyd. The one, I don't... Who's the other one? Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis is clearly... Um, Magnum, Tom that Selleck. character, yeah, because he's the sensible one that's got <laughs> yeah. it all under control, and and Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd is Ted well, Danson. Maybe maybe it's the other way around, but it's those three people. <laughs> I think I think it the is. theory's falling down there. I mean, granted, it's three men <sighs> sharing the kind of you know central character roles, but I mean, I think the parallel probably ends there. Okay, <laughs> good for you. So, yeah, there's that. The fact that this story speaks to every little boy's mm-hmm. desires and wants. You know, there are all sorts in this story. You're fighting monsters, ghosts. Um, you've got adventure. You've got geek, uh, geeks, you know, who yeah. are doing stuff. You've got slime. I mean, wow, we all wanted to get slimed. That uh, was a great time. Slime <laughs> was a big thing. It's not... Since we found they've got hazardous properties, people are not so keen on using it with kids anymore. It was still big in the 90s, though. And this is only 84, so slime stayed around for a long time. And you've got gadgets and ghosts and special effects. You've got all sorts of stuff going on. Um, And it's just an amazing and incredible kind of kids' adventure. Yeah, although I don't think it was originally pitched as a kids' film, was it? But it had that crossover thing going on. Yeah, Agreed. I'm not. You don't have to. Like, every time I disagree with you, you don't have to scribble something down in pencil. I do. You are becoming very annoying. Then you've got the product placement in this film. I mean, it's so unashamed. Oh, I don't think I really 
You didn't know. Oh, okay, it. the marshmallows, which is that which presumably is a real brand. No idea, but you didn't notice them like always had a can of Budweiser, always had oh, I did notice the Budweiser on the table, yeah. Yeah, they've always got like um the product right front and centre, Coca Cola in her fridge when they opened it was everywhere. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. It's yeah. unashamed. <laughs> oh, have you got any Tylenol? No, I buy these, I get six it's like, come on, man. Everything, and that was the eighties in general. They didn't yeah. give a shit. Everything would be, you know, anything towards paying for the yeah, film. Yeah, I was going to say, if you make a bit of cash, absolutely. Ghostbusters is the best company logo ever made. A grip, totally agreed. Iconic. I wrote that down. Iconic yeah. logo. Yeah. Um, technology was still exciting. So in this film, yeah. you know, they were joking, oh, I've got a nuclear reactor on my back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the sound. Yeah. So when he switched on the, um, what do we call these packs? Ghostbuster packs on their backs. <laughs> what are they called? They've got a I don't name, know. haven't they? I don't know. Anyway, I love when they flicked it on in the yeah. lift and it went doom. Yeah. I thought, yes, because I'm sure that's the sound that sort of but, you know, piece of equipment would make. Completely unregulated, which they made a nod to, <laughs> yeah. and unlicensed stuff. But they, it was all good. You know, it was all like these head thing they had to wear to see what they actually, where they were telling the truth. It was a colander. It was a metal colander <laughs> with it stuck out of it. This was brilliant. This was the era we were in. Anything was possible with technology. Smoking in films. You know, yeah. in the 80s, we appreciate some people smoke. Yeah. So let's not worry about it. Well, if someone smokes, they're in a film smoking. I, That's the end of it. I was, I was a bit worried because when they went to the hotel to capture that ghost near the beginning, yeah. and Spengler had a, a cigarette sort of ha- half hanging out of his mouth that sort of stuck to his lip. Yeah, yeah. And then at one point it just dropped. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's going to leave a burn mark on the carpet. I mean, he... Totally destroyed the area and well, that set bring, fire to the walls. That brings me to another point. Okay, before you go off on one. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. And my last point was you got the good old-fashioned where they come good news montage. You don't yes. get that anymore. Yes. You get this sort of Time magazine and they're on the front. And yeah. There's lots of sort of little clips and stories and, yeah, that that. Brilliant. That that was a lovely little moment. Yeah. In the in the and of course the, the model making. Sorry, I need to point that out as well. When the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is walking through the streets, I actually and thought really, he looked pretty good. No, he does. But if you really concentrate, like you can see the tiny cars that, are, even though they're standing up on a ledge, it's like there's tiny cars. They've done totally played around with the perspective. If you look really closely, they're pretty shit little. Like they pull forward two feet and go back two feet nice. and forward. Genius. Love it. Loved it. Brilliant film. Well, not a brilliant film, but I loved it. And Sinead, you know, let's get on with your rant we, about we, everything you hate about it. No, so we can get not, it out of that's the way. not what's going to happen here today. Did you feel like Sounds you were like 10 it. years old again sitting there watching? I did. I did. Honestly, at the end, I thought, yeah, I would happily now go off and play Ghostbusters and try and make something <laughs> out of a box. Well, you've, you've timed this well because it is Halloween in a few days. I know. So maybe we need to dress you up like well, Ghostbusters. Like in Stranger Things. Yeah. They did that, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality. Exactly. Absolute quality. You could Can't do, beat you it. Could, you could do a Ghostbusters Stranger Things Halloween mashup. No, I don't want that. How meta. <laughs> oh, very. Um, talking about the CGI and the animatronics and the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Yes. Um, I actually think some of this looked terrible. Oh, yeah. Some of it was awful. Um, but I think some of it actually looked really good. So... Sort of when we're probably about three quarters of the way into the film, yeah. And Sigourney Weaver comes home, yeah. And um, she sits down in the chair, and the hands come out and grab oh, yeah, her, yeah, and yeah. then drag her. I actually thought all of that bit looked really, really good. Yeah, the sort of physical effects were great. It was the that's visual exactly, effects. That yeah, way. that's exactly how, 
perfect way to describe it, I think. Yeah. Um, I was definitely getting elements of kind of Nightmare on Elm Street, American Werewolf in London, all these sorts of things when you got those physical... Um, yeah. Effects. Effects, thank you, yeah, that's yeah. the word. Uh, the CGI stuff, mm, when she yeah. opened the fridge... Mm. Yeah, I mean the blue didn't look great, did it? No, I think I think that it fought on two fronts. One, obviously, the the visual effects weren't up to much at the time. You know, it, hard to do the blue screen screen or whatever. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I mean, this was early eighties, so. But secondly, and I wrote this down here. We were. It was real. You can still see a real naivety and optimism of the era in it. So even no, but even like Zool or whatever, the ultimate bad. The one that that possesses um, Sigourney Weaver, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ultimate bad sort of ghost that appears at the end. That was Zool, wasn't it? Uh, Gozo. Gozo. Goza. 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 Yeah, Goza. That's a dumpling. Goza. Goza was the one at the end that appeared in female form. And the one that possessed Sigourney Weaver was Zool. Okay, so Goza then we'll say at the end. Even that. Right? The, the, The temple thing that she stood in front of for a start. Yeah. I mean, that looked like something out of a never-ending story or something. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, like, it did. Or Superman, I thought. Yeah, or Wizard of Oz yeah. or something like that. It was yeah. very crystals yeah. and, and all that yeah. sort of thing. And and I thought that really reflects the optimism and naivety. The colours were very pinks and blues. And it's all like kind of like, the world's great, really. Even though they try and think of something kind of... Um, Dark? Yeah, I can't think of the big long word for it, but... Dystopian? Dystopian, yeah. <laughs> Even though they try and think of things that are dystopian... They can't really do it because the mindset's not there. Like now, it's the opposite. You try and put something positive in a film, it's really hard. Do you I, know what I mean? I kind of know what you mean, but I'm I'm kind of thinking, I think you're just glamorising the, the the era a little bit. I think there's probably a you thought that was scary, did no, you? No, I didn't think it was scary, but I'm not sure that's what they were going for. Well, you're wrong. So, <laughs> you're entitled to your opinion, I've said it. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, come on, this... Go, Goza? Goza. I'm really struggling with that. Sorry, I keep thinking of the dumplings. Now. <laughs> That's Gyoza. I know. Wow, they're good. Um, <laughs> they're good. <laughs> so actually, you're just hungry. Yeah, basically. Um, Goza, you know, it's nice to see that the worst demon of all time ever from yeah. millennia ago wears spandex and high heels. And looks like David Bowie. Did well, you I would not have said think? the woman from Roxette rather than David Bowie. The woman yeah. from Roxette. There you go. Go no. and look up Roxette, www.roxette.com. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Not the woman from Roxette, David Bowie. No, no, no. I honestly, oh. I mean, debate that on social media, people. Who did Goza look more like? 100% David Bowie. It was the first thing I thought when she appeared. Oh, I've already written that down. I can't even write this one down for you. I've already written it down. It's what your okay, but what I will say... But the point is, she's wearing high heels. Yeah. Why was she wearing high heels? Oh, why not? You've got she's to look good from... even if you are demonic and want to take over the world. Oh, so she's from 6,000 years BC, <laughs> yeah. which they mentioned, but she's busting a pair of Gucci heels. Yeah, but she transforms into whatever she wants to. They yeah, they said... Because one of them said, oh, why is she a woman? Oh, she transforms into whatever... Okay. You know, obviously they're men. She was going to appear as something alluring to okay. them. Okay. Okay. I back away. But look, let's look. I'm going to give you positives because I can feel that you think that I didn't enjoy this film. I did enjoy this film. Yeah, well, you've lost me now. I enjoy. I'm, I'm sulking, which I, is not good for a podcast. But I I'm enjoyed do it. it. I thought it was a brilliant ma- mashup of comedy, action, horror, paranormal. Yeah. I just didn't love it. Like no, no. maybe if I'd seen it. 
when I was a teenager, I would have loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. It's just not going to make my, you know, top oh, five no. list of 80s top films. Five. It wouldn't, no, it wouldn't be anywhere near that. But okay, You chose it, mate. No, no, I know. Mm. But like watching it now as an adult, it's like, okay, there's a lot of naffness about yeah, it. Yeah, there's you some know. great moments in it. Yeah. And, but it's... And also you find yourself laughing at stuff. Like, you know, at the end scene. Yeah. At the very end where they're in the building. The they're in her apartment block apartment trying block. to... Stop I mean, one of the things are, you demon. know, the, the top explodes. I mean, explodes. The four guys who were on the roof yeah. are fine. Yeah, of course. No idea why. Um, all the rocks that come dropping down from the roof. Yeah. So 30 floors or something like that. <laughs> yeah. One of the rocks, a huge chunk of concrete falls and bounces off the wooden um, railing. Well, I I'll, saw it bounce off of it. I'll, I'll be honest, Brian, if, if everybody was crushed then, underneath, I'm not sure that would have fitted the tone yeah, of then, the film. And then everybody's covered in shaving foam for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that was good. And then what I really loved as well was I just kept thinking this scene at the end really would not have worked with an English crowd. You know when they get out and they're all cheering, oh, yeah, yeah, well done, yeah, yeah. goes, you saved him. us. Can you imagine the end of the Oh, oh, good, they're here. What about bloody time? Where have you been? <laughs> look at all this destruction yeah, you've the caused. State it is. It's like bloody Tories. It would have been great. It's true. It's true because going back to what I was going to say earlier, yeah, when they when they capture their first ghost in the hotel, yeah, in the ballroom, and they destroy, I mean, definitely a floor of the hotel. They destroy the ballroom. The place is absolutely been ransacked. Yeah, yeah. And then they come out and they tell the guy that it's going to cost him five grand. Yeah. Um. And he's like, well, I'm not paying that. And they, they say, well, we'll just put the ghost back in there. They're, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. And he accepts the uh, he accepts that he's going to have to pay them five grand. Well, how much have they done in damage? I mean, that's got to be at least 10Ks worth of damage. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, so, they're in a but he doesn't say that to them. I'm sorry, if he was British, he would have told them. Oh, yeah. No, it's true. He'd know, I'll he deduct took, that from yeah. your bill of damage. No, he would have took their bill. Then he would have sent them a bill yeah. for 15 grand. I mean, they would not be making any money here. They'd just be paying out. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, some brilliant lines in this film, though, yes. I have to say. Go and on. as you've said, I think a lot of it was ad-libbed. So whether or not these were all ad-libbed or not, I don't know. Some of my favourites. Um, near the beginning, when they get fired from the university, yeah. and Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray are talking, and Bill Murray's quite cool and calm about the whole thing. Really enjoy Bill Murray, by the way, but he is yeah. always Bill Murray, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is, yeah. But we're, we're kind of happy to accept that. Um, and Dan Aykroyd said, I've worked in the private sector. They expect results. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that really tickled me. I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was particularly good. Um, when they arrive to capture one of the ghosts, they say, oh, we better split up. And I think Bill Murray says, yeah, we can do more damage that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A and a another excellent line. Um, another one, um, when they um, get arrested at the end and they get taken... Um, to see them, is it the mayor? I think they go oh, yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Bill Murray's trying to convince him to let them go back and basically save everything. He says to him, "You will have saved million the lives of millions of registered voters." Yeah, I thought that was quite topical at the moment as well. Yes. I thought, yeah, these politicians they'll do anything, won't they, to yeah, to get yeah. what they want? Just lots of lots of really really good lines. I and thought. not only good lines, good life advice that also caused a few issues when I was younger. Life advice. Good life advice. One of the best pieces of life advice you'll ever get as a young boy. Go on. Don't ever cross the streams. Oh, Brian. Is that to do with going into the urinals? 
Exactly, oh. Sinead. Oh, we all gave it a whirl afterwards when we were a kid. Cross the streams, Why? man. What's going to happen? Why would you want to do that? Oh, you don't know. You might have gone into another vortex. Get sprayed by someone else's pee? No, Sinead. You didn't point it at each other. No, but if you if you You're standing you side clashed, by side, then presumably you turn slowly. Back. You have to check. What's going to happen? Um, okay, so what happens? Not a lot. <laughs> there must be splashback, though, is my point. I mean, there's always splashback, Sinead. It's like one of those L'Oreal adverts when you're, you're <laughs> not too close. You worry about men having it on their hands. It's in their hair. Oh, They come out <laughs> the front is slightly damp. Why do you think when men come out of the toilet, they've always got that slightly wet hair? I they don't they rinse it. Be... Yeah, they don't put their hands under the water of the sink. That's all splashback. Absolutely. Don't worry, as you get older, disturbing. it gets weaker, so there's little splashback. So was that, um, was, was, was that power pack? That's what they had on their back. That was the word I oh, was sorry, looking for. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's a fairly common word now. So was that a whole analogy then? Don't they're, cross they're the cross, Well, they're crossing of their streams of energy. <laughs> oh, God, no, it wasn't. <laughs> was it? Oh, <laughs> okay, let me... I t- don't even know how to word that one. Oh, oh. Look, can I can I ask you then? So yes. expectation versus reality. Yeah. So having not actually seen this film in full before, yeah. there was a couple of things I was expecting that didn't happen. Okay. So number one, I thought that the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was going to be a much longer scene, a much oh, no. bigger scene. I thought he was going to be rampaging through Times Square. I thought it was going to be like quite a 10-minute okay, yeah, like scene job, at the end yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't. Okay. I mean, he was cute and I quite liked him. So it's your expectation against reality? Of course. What else okay. matters? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, who else's expectation? I mean, I, I don't just know was what... expecting more from that and, and it was quite short lived. So I, th- I felt they could have done more with that. Maybe, okay. Maybe they ran out of money. All right. Um, I'll, I'll bring it up with Bill when I see him. <laughs> Slimer. Yeah. Um, I thought he was going to be like a pet hanging around headquarters, being all kind of oh, cute and you funny. You know why, don't you? What? The Ghostbusters cartoon. You used to watch that because he was like a pet in the oh, Ghostbusters cartoon. Well, in this, they capture him and then they lock him away and we never see him well, again. Well, of course they do. He wasn't nice in real life, but you're thinking of the cartoon. Life's oh. not a cartoon, Sinead. Well, okay. So I was waiting for him to get out okay. and be a pet and be really cute and well, give us comical moments. He was out at the end. He was out at the end, but I was a bit disappointed in that. Um, <laughs> Winston Zedmore, played by Ernie Hudson, the fourth Ghostbuster. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he didn't appear until about halfway through. Okay. And then they didn't really give him much to do. So I was watching it and I was thinking, well, where's the fourth one? Well, what? Jesus Christ, what did you want him to have? A full story arc? Yeah, of course. And, well, I at least wanted him to appear a bit quicker. Okay. I thought, you know, that 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 confused me because I just kept waiting. To, where's he going to come from? Where's he going to come from? <laughs> it distracted me from the story. Okay. Um, Again, you're relating that to the cartoon a little bit too much, but... I don't well, think on. I even watched the cartoon. I think it's fairly obvious to the <laughs> listeners that you did. Um, and as great as some of the comedy moments were, and when yeah. they were good, they were good. I just thought I thought there was going to be more laugh out loud moments. Oh yeah, no, it's not a laugh out loud. I think it's kind of been missold, mis-sold as a comedy. Yeah. It is a comedy, but it's kind of more of an adventure film, really. Yeah, it's more uh, yeah. Than your Goonies ilk. I mean, I know it's not kids, but it's yeah, kind I know, of more yeah, than kind of an adult mm. kind of adventure film. Um, yeah, I just was expecting more. I mean, whenever Bill Murray was on the on the screen, yeah, you were, you know, he was he was hitting them out of the park, wasn't he? Oh, he, was, yeah, he yeah. was kind of really going for it, um, and that worked really well. And I yeah. thought him and Dan Aykroyd together, yeah, no, they're very good. Obviously, worked brilliantly. Um, but yeah, that was just some of my thoughts. And look, hey, that's. <laughs> That's not anybody's fault 
that I no. had expectations on a 30-plus-year-old film that I've only just got around to seeing. Yeah, when you've clearly watched a couple of series of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, I haven't. Then. I've no, never fine. seen that. Of course not. <laughs> so, Sinead, I think this is a good time for us to, as we're on your thoughts, Indeed. why don't we go and hit a massive... Nerd alert! Is this my time to shine? Polish my badge. Thank you, Brian. I've got some, not thoughts, but facts for you here on my Nerd Alert this week, all about Ghostbusters 1984. During the film's initial release, director Ivan Reitman released a trailer, which was essentially the Ghostbusters commercial, but he changed the number to a 1-800 number so people could actually phone in. If you did, you would hear a pre-recorded message from Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd along the lines of, Hi, we're out catching ghosts right now. The voice of Zool, who possessed Dana, a.k.a. Sigourney Weaver, was performed by director Ivan Reitman himself. What could have been, Brian? I think that's what you're asking me. So instead of Rick Moranis as Lewis, we could have had John Candy. Instead of... Bill Murray as Venkman, we could have had John Belushi. And instead of Ernie Hudson as Winston Zedmore, we could have had Eddie Murphy. So the green ghost that we've already chatted about, known as Slimer, was actually referred to by the cast and crew as Onion Head. The Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man was actually meant to emerge from the water next to the Statue of Liberty and then walk into the city. Alternative titles for the film were Ghost Stoppers, Ghost Breakers, Ghost Smashers, as The Ghostbusters was already owned by Universal Pictures because it was a 70s kids TV show, but Universal eventually sold the title to, I believe, Columbia for the film. Thanks, Sinead. Wow. Um, Some lovely little facts there. Yeah, talk about chalk and cheese physically between John Candy and Rick Moranis. So, John Candy and Rick Moranis. So, they spoke to John Candy about about portraying Lewis. Yeah. Um, but he seemed to want him to be, I mean, obviously, physically, yeah, yeah. John Candy's a big guy. He wanted him to be this big German guy with German shepherd dogs. Okay. And I think they just, uh, yeah, they weren't hard. they weren't quite gelling. So um, the same day John Candy turned it down, okay. Rick, Rick Moranis said he could, he'd love yeah, to do I it and it. he could totally see it. John Belushi um, yeah. had passed away. Yes. So um, when this was originally written, so Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis wrote this together. Yeah. Um, he was wanting Belushi to be in it, but then obviously James John, sorry, John Belushi passed passed yeah, away, yeah. so that didn't happen. Um, and then yes, Zedmore was offered to Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Initially, but he had scheduling conflicts. I think he was probably doing Beverly Hills Cop around this time. Yeah, it's a wise move. So, yeah, so he went for that and then they brought in Ernie Hudson. And actually, on that note, because yeah. I was just saying, why did we ne- not get more of his character in, in the film? I think in the original script, when it was going to be Eddie Murphy, he did have a bigger role. And then when Eddie Murphy turned it down, they, um, trimmed, it they, down trimmed, they trimmed the role down a bit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I suppose Eddie at the time couldn't have had much more star power if he'd Yeah, tried. exactly. So, yeah. Talking of characters, I do have a confession to make. Oh, okay. I mean, that doesn't make me nervous yeah. at all. I was hoping I'd be over it now as a Oh, older. no. But I'm not. Confess. Cleanse your soul. I'm in love with Janine. Yeah, baby! I can't help it. I did when I was a kid and I still do. 
Annie Potts. The receptionist for yeah. the Ghostbusters. Completely in love with her. She was brilliant. I loved her. Amazing. And stunning as well. Is it the, was it the glasses that tipped I mean, they the help, edge? but just, yeah, everything I like. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Sinead. sorry to tell the whole public this, Brian, but I think you've got a glasses fetish. No, well, yeah, clearly I do. <laughs> I mean, but she's feisty, she's smaller, she's got short hair... I mean, there's all the she, things she ticks I like. She all your boxes. She really does. She, and then to slap the glasses on the top was like, ooh. Yeah, big fan. <laughs> big fan, just saying. Just a little saying. bit too much there. Yeah, um, I thought I'd be over it. I thought when it comes on, it'd be fine. I'll be like, oh my God, why? Yeah, no, she was really cute. She yeah. was really cute. Yeah. Um, are you going to be having dreams about her like Dan Aykroyd was having dreams about ghosts? Ooh, ghost porn. Didn't like that. That was a bit of a weird moment. Well, he, was, she, he woke up dressed as Napoleon. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, some sort of figure, yeah. yeah. And then she was floating above him mm-hmm. and she sort of moved downwards and I thought, oh, that's a bit weird, yeah. but whatever. Then you saw his belt buckle and his fly getting undone. Yeah. I thought, we didn't need that. No, no, you could have just cut. Why did you add that? Very weird. That was weird. It was a very weird moment. Not, not keen on ghost porn, people, so um, uh, please don't send any in. On a, on a sexy note, I had a question that I wanted to ask you. Go on. Why is it when... On air. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, we'll go and come now. Um... Why is it yeah. when people get possessed in films, mm-hmm. they suddenly become uber sexualized? Well, so I obviously say in this that film, I'm, ta- Blair. I'm talking that there's still sexual moments, isn't there, where she's got a crucifix and oh, okay, sorry, but like I'm not, I'm not it's talking not like, the same, is it? Well, it's not the same, obviously, but okay, um, yeah, I see so Sigourney saying. in this film but, becomes possessed and suddenly turns into like this sexual well, charged being. Sex is seen as evil, isn't it? Most cultures well, are like, it's that uncontrollable go- lust thing. And this is where we're all going wrong, people. Okay. We're, we're demonising normal life. Demonising normal life? Sex. Sex is normal, okay, Brian. Okay, but they're not really doing normal sex, are they? Well, she wasn't doing any sex. She was just sort of writhing. writhing. There was lots of writhing going on. I just think it's interesting that possessed people always become super sexual. Well, especially women, though. It's not so much for men. Especially women. It's true, yeah. true. Especially women. And that's because men find sexual women scary. Sorry, lads. I've let, <laughs> I've let the cat out of the bag. I apologise. But they are. They're petrified. If a woman actually wants if you, a woman's it's terrifying. If overtly not against the idea, it scares me. Another, um, it's good to know. Yeah. Uh, another question I've got. Yeah. This is also about Sigourney Weaver's character. Yeah. Um, was she just dazzled by celebrity? Let me explain. Go on. She wasn't interested in um, Bill Murray at all. In fact, she was quite put off by him because he was, you know, trying to be all funny and yeah, coming on to her. Wasn't interested at no. all. Then we get the little montage of the Ghostbusters success yeah. and we see her listening to the radio and, and yeah. you know, so she knows this is happening. And the next time she sees him, she's all like grinning, kind of coy, goes over, makes a date with him. Well, yeah, he seemed to flip. From an asshole to a Steve Guttenberg type character. <laughs> you obsessed with Steve Guttenberg. Well, no, today. but he did, didn't he? He went because like he was doing that little dance across the square, yeah, and, and that was all very, very police academy ish, yeah. Guttenberg ish. Yeah. Before that, he was being a bit of a dick. Yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, you're gonna love me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, mate, back off. She's called you in to do some work. Yeah. And the first very customer you have. Yes, exactly. And also, I didn't see a check change hands because they were like the nice lady who paid us in advance. Mm. I didn't see any check change hands. That must have hands. happened at HQ, and we must have skipped over that bit. Bloody but I cheek. think, I think, Sigour- deleted S- scene probably. I think Zagorni was dazzled by celebrity there. Probably. I think she was chasing a little bit of uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Not so sure about that. Yeah. 
There you go. Um, some other things that sort of I thought, well, this could transfer into real day life. At the very beginning, yeah. when they are capturing ghosts, yeah, yeah, yeah. before they have their packs and their box that they catch it all into, yeah. um, they collect some, I'm going to call it ectoplasm. They do. Um, in a little ramekin. Petri dish. A petri dish, but it, it was more sort of ramekin, and I thought... No, the, that was a petri dish. Yeah, but the amount of uh, dessert ramekins we've got in the cupboard... We could start our own ghost We've already got half the equipment we oh, need. Oh, sweet. We got two more yesterday. Exactly. That's two more ghosts in the bag. Yeah, so I think I think we're sorted. Well, you know, if I have to work my way through the entire back stock of goo, dessert at Lidl... Yeah, in, just, just to, to help ecto. London with its <laughs> ghost problem... I will do that. Also, near at the end, when they um, go into Sigourney's building yeah. and they go up onto the roof and the wall's blown out oh, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. some stairs going yeah, yeah. somewhere and they say, where do they go? And Bill Murray goes, well, they go up. Yeah. And then there's like a clap of thunder and it's all very scary. Yeah, yeah. And then he just looks at them all and goes, well, go on then, go yeah, on, go and ahead, makes them all, yeah, yeah. you would do that. Oh, totally. Yeah. I just thought that's exactly what you do. Yeah. When we go out yeah. and we go somewhere and for whatever reason, you perhaps don't want to go in first or get a bit nervous, yeah, 100%. suddenly you turn into the chivalrous gentleman. Don't Always. think this has gone unnoticed, Brian. Well, no, I don't think it has, but Suddenly it the chivalrous gentleman yeah. comes out and is like, after you, my dear, because I'm <laughs> too shit scared to go in first. And I'll tell you you why that is everyone for those of you who don't know Sinead is of Irish heritage which means that any shithole spit and sawdust place in town she goes oh lovely let's have a drink and then she wants me to go first so I've reversed that role and said if you want to go in this hell hole you can go first that's then in she goes I follow on looking a bit like the butler or something (laughs) similar and then we have a nice evening. But yeah, no, I'm sorry, Sinead. Some of your choices have been questionable. I used to work in Halsden. There was a pub none of us would ever go in. I get a text <laughs> from Sinead. When I'm sitting in, I can't even remember the name of it. I'll meet you pub. after work. Listen, as long as you can see in the windows, it's probably going to be Jesus fine. Jesus Christ. There you go. There's a top level review for you that you should look out for on a um, top table or whatever it's called. <laughs> I could see through the windows. Five stars. Five spoons, whatever they give them. I don't know. Five spoons. Anyway, that's enough of reviews of uh, Sinead's grotty choice of pubs. This film, another car, I would have. Oh, yeah, totally. But I mean, you, even want, you want it hearse. with all the, all the stuff weird. on it, right? Oh, yeah. I don't want the hearse. The wrong side the front. <laughs> I want it done out. Okay. Well, that's fine. We can get you that. Could be a little bit weird, actually, as a 47-year-old man driving around in my Ghostbusters car. Look a little bit like I was... Trolling for children. Yeah. I think the only trouble is around London, you wouldn't be able to park it that easily. True. That's the reason I won't get it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that'll be it. Um, I'll be honest. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, but it's not It's not up there as a classic for me. No, it's not a classic. Um, but I think, I think, again, it's this whole thing for me. I love the era when, you know, I mean, it was America, but especially with New York. It was the best place on earth to live. I don't know whether it is still. I still believe it probably could be. But, you know, it was the best place on earth to live. Americans could solve all problems. You know, they'd go out and face anything and, and win. Yeah, yeah, And it was yeah. always the underdog. The underdog who went out and was brave would win. Yeah. It's very rare in an American film. It's the already established person. British films were very much more some like Kingsman or Bond. They're yeah. already establishments yeah. Yeah, 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 that yeah. win. They very rarely let the underdog win. And actually, that is something I should have written for my dissertation. <laughs> 
No, because it's true, right? If you look at British films, very rare that the underdog wins. I'm trying to think now. I mean, we're the underdog as a country will win. Yeah. But it's usually the establishment that wins it. I like that, Brian, yeah. Whereas America, the establishment or whatever set up is fighting the individual to win. Like in this one, you know, the Environmental Protection Agency, I mean, they just couldn't think of who would shut them down. Oh, the dude from Die Hard. Yeah, well, there was two dudes from Die Hard. The, the environmental prison. protection guy was one. Yeah. Who was the other one? Uh, the oh, prison the, guard the was Al. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and it tends to be in American films that the institution's trying to stop mm. entrepreneurial people or, or the, the little the American man, dream, isn't it? Yeah, from succeeding, yeah. which is the American dream. Whereas the British it's all film propaganda people. is, oh, let's get James Bond, who works for MI5. Mm. Oh, you know, even if it's a Winston Churchill film, it's the government saving us. It's always the institution that's saving the mm. little man. Interesting. Whereas... In America, the little man saves the institution. Mm. There you go. On that note, that's a very, very... I'm so chuffed myself. I'm going to round <laughs> off this particular last of this series podcast with that. So thank you, Sinead. That was reasons to dump you. Well, thank you, Brian. Let's go on to the cassette tapes. Aha. Okay. So... Big score. We've had a really good run this season of some really high We've scores. We've had some big hitters. So I'm glad to see. I think this one we might come back to earth with a little bit of a bump. I've got my score but in my head. What, or should I say how many, VHS cassette tapes are you going to give Ghostbusters Part 1, the original? The original. I'm going to give Ghostbusters a very solid, very entertaining, some stellar performances Three VHS tapes out of five. Ooh, three. I think it deserves three because yeah. I think I think the comedy in it is top notch. Yeah. I think the iconic elements of the film yeah. are undisputable. Yeah. And I think it's an enjoyable watch. It's it's not up there no. for me. No, no, it's not up but there. But I think anymore. but I think it's a really enjoyable watch. And also now it's a nostalgic kind of comfort yeah, yeah, yeah. watch. Even if even if you haven't seen it before, you'll know elements of the film yeah. and you'll see I'm sure the most recent films have been great as well. I'm sure, you know, yeah, I'd watch those. younger generations have taken those to their hearts. So it's it's an enduring franchise. So three VHS tapes for me. An enduring franchise. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, so I agree with you. You know, it's got some amazing moments. I think some of the sort of big sets breaking up is very like of its era. The yeah. 80s was very much practical effects rather than visual. Um, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's brilliant. Ray Parker Jones, Jr., sorry. Mm. With that theme tune, what an amazing theme tune! I mean, BAFTA winner. There you go, Oscar nominated. Oscar nommed. Yeah. Do you want to know what he lost to? Go on then. I just called. Oh, to say I mean, great I tune, you. but who are you going to call, man? Um, so for those reasons, I don't. I completely agree with you. There's a lot of it's dated. Some of it gets a bit flabby in the middle. Three VHS tapes. We agree. We actually agree. But could be the highlight of our week. It's not going to be the highlight of yours because oh. there are quite a few reasons to dump you off the back of our discussions. Mm-hmm. We well, didn't have any the other week, so maybe that's, that's true. Just so now out. I'm just making up for it. I'm lying now, am I? Mm-hmm. You called me a liar. No. So number one, you don't like Rick Moranis. And in my book, anyone who doesn't like Rick Moranis is a fool. No, I didn't say that. I just you said did. he wouldn't have been my go-to. Who would have been your go-to? If I was talking about this film... Yeah, for that role. No, no, no. No. Well, you, you can't we were, have any other role. You were talking about the film and yeah. the first actor that you mentioned, not for the role of, the oh, first right. actor yeah. that you mentioned was Rick Moranis. Best performance, stole the show. Brilliant. 
I, much better than Dan Aykroyd. I actually think Dan, Dan Aykroyd smashed it. Bill Murray is a given, right? And he's so big in this fo- film, I'm kind of putting him in his own little category. So I would have gone Dan Aykroyd to mention Okay, first. so you don't like Rick Moranis. That's number <laughs> I one. I loved Honey, I Shrank the Kids. <sighs> number two, you have no real character appreciation at all. Pray tell. Well, like, I'm trying to Great talk to you about... Great character for those that know. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to talk to you about the different characters and you're straight away banging on about Dan Aykroyd who said about four things for the whole film. You don't understand the interplay between the characters. You didn't appreciate the different roles that they played with each other, the importance of them. You just went, Bill, Murray, Bill Murray's got a lot of great lines. So I'm not having that. There you go. Two. Nonsense. Number three. You ridicule my theories. Mm. My three men and a baby theory. Well, because, you ridiculed it. Well, yeah, Listen, but whether you agree with it or not, Sinead, to ridicule people belittles them. I didn't ridicule you, my dear. I merely said it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. And if you are going to propose a theory, you must do your research, you must come prepared, which I know you always do. Thank you. And you must be able to convince me of said theory. Well, what would the world be if people were going around just agreeing with whatever theories people were coming up with well excuse me but prove einstein's theory of relativity no one can i haven't that's got, the best theory that's ever been done i haven't it? got enough time to explain that to you uh, oh, okay. on air we'll do that right, later. we'll do that after but the fact of the matter is that theory is fatally flawed okay number four this is perfect actually i've just looked down at number four go on um, you seem to be very argumentative today <laughs> which you've just proved if that makes me a strong independent woman so be it Hey, number five. Oh, we are rolling. You used the phrase meta earlier. <laughs> and that on itself deserves, like, you should just be thrashed in the street. Brilliant. I don't even really know what it means. I'm going to finish on that. I'm not going to read the last one because meta, <laughs> meta. Like, that man needs any help from you. Look, meta. I am here. I am trying to keep this current, in vogue, I'm trying to keep up with the kids here, Sinead, you grumpy are, old man. You are a nearly 40-year-old woman. Oh, that's oh, yeah, sweet. I'm being kind. That's sweet. And you use the phrase meta. I use lots of phrases that uh, perhaps are inappropriate for my, my age group. Do you know what? There is no appropriateness in life. Oh. I think we should all do whatever we want at whatever age, as long as it's not harmful to others. Agreed. Yeah. Do it. A little bit of positivity to end the podcast Why on. not? I like that. Who knew? Thank you, Sinead. <laughs> That was Reasons to Dump You. I've been Sinead. I've been Brian. You can follow us on Instagram at reasons underscore pods. And if you've enjoyed our uh, ramblings, please do rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, we will be back for season three of more films, more arguments, and even more of Sinead's nonsense. Brilliance. Ah, mm. nicely done. <laughs> Thanks, I Brian. like that. <laughs> Bye.